you take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Were you rushing or were you dragging? Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Here we go. All right, welcome back to Movie Matrix. And as always, my name is Jordan. We've got Matt. What's shaking? Kyrie, Dad. What's going on? A.K.A. David. Um, if, if you wanted to call him that, because I call him Dad. But I call him David. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, is, he goes by many names, you know. Mm. Anyways. Where's um, many hats, anyway. Where's many hats? He doesn't wear a lot of hats, actually. Um, was, I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Today, we are back with another Matrix mini-pod over the blockbuster film. I don't know if it's going to be blockbuster, but it's it's been said to be a blockbuster film of the, of the year, Dune. Dune. <laughs> um, so, Dune has been getting a lot of um, praise, worship, heat here and there. Uh, but it's got a, it's been it's been getting a lot of praise um, and a lot of publicity. You know, it's, this is the whole, don't go to HBO Max, go to HBO Max, go, to, go watch in theaters because it's cinematically beautiful. Do all this stuff and it's, didn't, we didn't know it was even going to come out yeah. and we got it. This is probably my most, one of the most anticipated of the year for me. Um, and I would say just in the way it's shot, Everybody should see this in the theater. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah first, I, you know what? Watch, watch your second time on HBO Max. Cool, but definitely first time. <laughs> watch watch it in theater. Um, I didn't. We didn't get watching IMAX. I wish I could have, but we still watch it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this movie did come out. Go us and everyone else that got to watch it. Um, and uh, I'm gonna mess up his name. Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. I think. Yeah, it's close enough. I like every single one of his movies. Yeah. So um, uh, he's not made a bad film. I, so. I don't think so either. I think there's you know, hit and miss. Not hit and miss. It's for people. It's hit and miss. But he's done really well. So I was excited to see his take on this. Have had never seen the. I've never seen the original Dune. Mm-hmm. I still haven't to this day. I'm reading the book as we speak. So whatever. But trying to get cultured in Dune. Um, but we'll start out with our overall thoughts without spoiling anything. Even though I don't know if you can spoil much in this. It's 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 one of those movies that kind of you can I mean, kind of spoil, but it's whatever. Um, overall, I went in this movie not exactly knowing what I was getting because I don't really know the material. I watched one trailer because I knew I liked it. Um, if I like a, if I want to see a movie, I need to watch one trailer so I don't get taken away from me, you know. Yeah. And so I watched one trailer, saw the big worm in the trailer, <laughs> um, and that was a trailer I saw and I was like, that looks sick. It looks beautiful. It's got it's a stacked cast, obviously. Oh yeah. And I was like, I like Timothy Chalamet. I was like, I'm in. I went in, and it says Dune Part One. That was gonna be a parted out series, mm-hmm. and overall, I really enjoy this film a lot more than I thought I would. It's beautiful, uh, it's acted fantastically, it's written very well, it's directed very well, um, or even great, you know, direction wise. Oh yeah, um, Timothy Chalamet, Josh Brolin, Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaacs, Rebecca Ferguson. Ferguson. I must said Ford. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rebecca Ford, love her. And on, I mean, it's got what's his, Javier, Javier Bardem, Bardem, Bardem. Bardem. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it just keeps going. Oh yeah, great cast. Yeah, great. I mean, and so you get this story that's great. Um, the, the, the funny part though is that you know Zendaya was a big, yeah. a big, you know, watcher because you know she's in this, but she's really not in it that much. Oh, one, she so. does turn around a lot. Yeah, so which we'll get into. <laughs> that's one of the things. Like she, she's marketed pretty hard, and she's on the posters and in the trailers and this and that. But yeah, don't expect her in the movie more than eight minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I the only th- I have a lot of praise. I like 
almost every aspect of it. I, I like slow burn movies. It is long, two thirty five, um, long ish. Nowadays, it's kind of almost normal, but it's a long slow burn, just kind of like a Game of Thrones house against house movie. Um, and I like that kind of stuff. The only downside I have of it, which is a small one, it's kind of on me. I didn't know the material, and so kind of confusing the first hour for me was a little bit confusing with all the names you're introducing a new planet a new a whole system a whole material it's like game of thrones or harry potter or you know lord of the rings it's yeah. a whole thing and i think that i just i got a little confused but after about halfway through it all all kind of comes together so um that was my only downside that i can think of of it um it was a bit of shoddy cgi in one spot but like i said that's, that's nitpicking um, of a beautiful movie. So I'm trying to think of what you're talking about. It's whenever they, he's in the uh, armor. It's pretty shoddy, to be honest. Um, oh, like the force fields or whatever? No, whenever he's in the um, vision and he's fighting in the suit. Oh. It's oh, a little okay. shoddy, but that's a nitpick. I know, it's stupid, but I was like, I'm thought, trying to nitpick a movie that's <coughs> hard to nitpick. So that's what I yeah. think about it. I don't know what you guys think, but I thought it was I, top tier this year at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like you said, I there has been... This movie has supposed to been made for a long time. This movie has been... It's one of those films that I never thought would actually be made. It's And now that it is made and now that it's out, it's kind of a miracle that it was made. Because, first of all, I don't know how they're not still filming this movie. Because there's so much to it. It's so dense. It's so... Uh, there's so much rich, deep lore and... Um, so there's so much to this film and there's so much to the source material. I've never read the books, but I've heard that there is a lot to them and there is a lot to unpack with this world. And that's the best, the best, the, the first thing I want to praise this movie for is as soon as you start this movie, you are just transported into this world and you are just there. You are in this world and um, they suck you in because every single shot of this film is gorgeous. It looks like it could be, an epic sci-fi painting. I mean, it's just, it is a fantastic looking film. The sound design, the production design, uh, it looks fantastic from top to bottom. Um, and like you said earlier, Jordan, Denis Villeneuve, I think he's made fantastic films. I know you guys aren't like the biggest fan of Blade Runner 2049, but I think it's nope. fantastic. Um, I mean, I don't hate it. I like, I, I like, but the um, biggest fan though. I, I love it. And, I think visually, um, it's stunning. Yeah, and that's the thing. He, you know, I don't, I don't think he's made a bad movie, in my opinion. Um, but I will say his movies are not for everybody, and I don't think Dune is going to be for everyone. It's a deep, rich, slow burn, almost art house. To it's a two hundred million dollar art house movie, pretty much is what it is, and that's um, what he makes, and that's kind of his wheel. That's kind of his wheelhouse. Once he did, once he did Arrival, and then Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and now he kind of got Dune, and he's been wanting to make Dune for a long time, and you could tell that he wanted to make it because there is passion, there is love behind this movie, and you could tell he took his time to craft the movie that he wanted to make, and it really shows. It's gorgeous, but anyway, some people are not going to be into this. It's just like you know, it's not a. It's not a Star Wars. It's not a Marvel movie. It's a slow burn, deep sci-fi film, and you're either into that or you're not. Um, I was really into it. I, like you said, Jordan, I think the script is really good. I think the script of this movie is really smart because there's so much in this world. You know, like I said, it's so deep, it's so rich. There's so much going on that it has to like, especially like in the first hour or so, it has to unload all this exposition on you. But it does it in a really natural way that doesn't feel like 
you're sitting around a table and it's like, this is what we got to do. This is what's got to happen. Um, but it, the script's really smart. It does it in a really, um, really natural, really easy way that you kind of get sucked more into this universe. Um, it's really good. Uh, all the acting's great. I don't even, if I'm sitting here thinking of a nitpick, I cannot think of, I cannot think of any real gripes that I have with the movie. Um, the, well, the only thing is, and this isn't like a gripe, I knew this is pretty much, once once we saw Dune Part 1, I pretty much knew it was going to be an incomplete story, and it is, um, but that's not, that's not really a knock on the film. I understand they wanted to, they wanted to end it this way, you know, it's just not completed, but that's pretty much all I have. I think this film's fantastic, definitely see it in the theaters. I've talked a lot. David, what do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I enjoyed the movie. I mean, of course, now I have a background where I've seen the original. Oh, yeah, I've never seen I, it. I've seen, you know, David Lynch. I like him a lot. He does great movies. Yeah. Fantastic. This one's not, his, not one of his best. The original, dude? Yeah, the original is not. Uh, he even says it's not one of his best. Um, but because I saw it, I knew what was... I understood it from the beginning mm-hmm. through. So I didn't have a problem with the first hour. It was it was easy. I knew what was going on. I knew the people were. I knew what knew what the the deal was. I knew what the conflict was, and I was I was along for the ride. And it was cool. If you'd seen it first, you were, it's definitely easier to go along with it if you haven't like read the book or or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I didn't have any problem with that at all. It is long. Uh, there were a couple scenes that I thought were a little slow, but beyond that, this was a great movie. I mean, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, beautiful. Uh, acting was fantastic. Definitely, I'll say this: uh, the time we live in with the technology we have really put it up a level from what you know David Lynch could do with this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. if you saw some of the effects that they had to deal with back then, oh my gosh, it's ridiculous now. Oh, I've seen clips but, of the original. I mean, like, I've never seen all of them. You know, like their yeah, their personal force fields. Oh yeah. my gosh, they're ridiculous rough. back then. I mean, the worms rough, terrible. Yeah, they, I mean, it was all it was all it was Dang all rough. Um, and another thing is his felt his was rushed because he covered the entire book. It was a full movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, it's only like two hours and 15 minutes long. Right. Or something, so. And this one, I am glad that they drew it out like they did mm-hmm. because now you get the full story. I think the way it's meant to be told, uh, Give us two parts. Give us three parts, even. I mean, if you can make it this good yeah. as this first movie, give me 15 parts. I don't care. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, Denis even said, I saw an interview with him. I was watching an interview what, last week, I think. And he said that with this movie, he was so passionate about wanting to get it right that he carried the book around with him as like a Bible. And every time he had a, uh, he had a question or, or was wanting to know what he should do here, he went to the book. And he was looking through and, okay, that's what we're going to do. That's, that's what I need to do. And that's just, you know, he loves this story. That's the passion that he put into this work. And it shows with every frame. It shows with every shot. It shows with every bit of dialogue. It's just It shows that he loved this story and he loved this movie. And I'm right there with him, man. It's fantastic. Yeah. As of today, as we're fil- as we're filming this, we're not filming it, luckily. But as we're recording this, there has well, it's already been greenlit as two movies. They, Denis came out and said he wants to make the trilogy, so I would imagine Sweet. two will not end your story. 
Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm so, all because I, I, I heard, I'm on board. I heard that at first when it came out, Dune Part Two had not been greenlit. I mean, it was yeah. no, it wasn't. It was up in the air, and then a few days after the release, they said, "Okay, Part Two can be greenlit." So yeah, and he came out and said that he plans a trilogy. That doesn't mean it's gonna. The trilogy does not mean greenlit, but the greenlit second movie has been. It, well, the second movie is gonna finish the first book, and the third movie is supposed to be the second book. Yeah, it's what, what, it's, what mean, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to come out October twenty third, twenty twenty three. Because he go. wants, he wants to make the second book, so it'll just one standalone movie yeah. by itself. Uh, the movie, the book is dense too. Like uh, the movie's super dense, and I'm, I start, I've only read the first two or three chapters of, the, of Dune. It's dense, man. I mean, like it's yeah. in it. I, I like it though. I don't like some dense books, like I try to read Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> it's dense, man. I don't, yeah. you know. Anyways, um, okay, so we'll go ahead and kind of pick things apart. I guess we're, let's go through the exposition part. We're gonna do this one a little different because it's a lot to go through. Um, yeah, like we don't have to go through everything. There's every scene not a ton. There's no really spoilers in the first thirty minutes to hour, so we can just talk about a little exposition, and after that, spoilers, and kind of go with what you like or don't like. Um, which not there's not much dislike here, but you get introduced to Timothy Chalamet's character Paul um, Atreides. You want to go there? Um, and he's just a cool dude. You know, you don't know much yeah. about him. He's it, pretty cold, pretty reserved. You, but yeah, the thing about this that's Already different, but like Zendaya's character um, is doing a lot of narrating in the beginning about her yeah. planet. Yeah, kind of narrates help. like the first five minutes or something. It kind of helps you get a. It's great, and the, they don't do it in the book, so it's. But in the movie, it's a great atmospherical thing to get you used to Arrakis mm-hmm. before they even go there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it gets you used to, to the Dune planet Arrakis. Well, even, even while she's talking, you get the visual of yeah. the planet. So that's just fantastic. Yeah, so you understand it a lot more. It's like it, it reminded me of. Kate Blanchett narrating the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring, explaining the rings and all that yeah. stuff. It well, really sucks to, you right? into the world, and it makes you understand it better. Yeah, and so you get that, and when you get Paul having this vision of Zendaya or whatever, and then you get Rebecca Ferguson, and you get this thing called a voice, which we'll get into later, but that's a really cool thing that you can speak at a certain tone um, and do a certain way, and you can basically, if you're good enough, you can... It's basically like the Force, It kind of <laughs> is. You can do you, whatever you say they have to do. There's <laughs> mm-hmm. nothing... Unless, so, I think it's weak-minded people, too, because, well, I don't know, Paul's not weak-minded, really, and he gets voiced. So, I don't know, they don't really say that. But it's a cool thing that it's definitely... Depends, going, I think it depends on how good you are at it. Yeah, yeah going into this, it was said that it's a it's a, it's a sci-fi thriller. Or, so, yeah, I guess thriller. A sci-fi thriller fantasy. It's like a mix of Star Wars, because it has a lot of Star Wars things. Like, a lot of yeah, uh, like ideas. Elements and stuff, Elements. Yeah. With Lord of the Rings, and the Lord of the Rings thing is just the lore and the length, I think. Um, and the Star Wars thing is kind of, the, they kind of... Sci-fi. <laughs> it's just a sci-fi, cool yeah. planet. But there, there are elements of Star Wars kind of in this, like the Force thing, like that. And we were talking about this before, and this was actually written before Star Wars, so we kind of wonder if maybe you know George, George Lucas, Lucas have taken a little bit of you know a little maybe, bit of this, a little bit of that, have, yeah. and that's kind of cool. The Jawa sand, I mean, I mean uh, that was basically Tatooine, right? <laughs> I mean, like, anyways, but uh, no, this first part, like I said, was the most confusing part for me. But now that I've watched the whole movie, I actually like this part a lot. I don't usually like exposition. Exposition is actually annoying to me a lot. But in a movie this much lore and this much stuff, you have to have it. It's not mm-hmm. if you were to go into this movie. And have nothing in the beginning, and you're just on 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 the planet Dune, or whatever you want to call it. You want to call it Arrakis, Arrakis Dune, whatever. Yeah, um, you'd be so lost, right? Yeah, it makes no sense. You get well, all kinds of stuff. That's what I was gonna say. If you've seen the first one, it is rushed. I mean, through the movie, you understand mm-hmm. what's going on. You understand 
you know, you, you, you get a feel for everything, but it always feels rushed if you watch that movie. And I think this, like I said, this one benefits from from having a slower pace to it where you can kind of grasp things a little better and, yeah. and, and absorb them and, and just understand them a little and better. And I think all, all of Denis Villeneuve's films are... They're pretty deliberately paced. They're pay, you know, they're not very fast paced. And I was thinking to myself watching this, um, I watched it twice, and I thought at both times I was thinking this may be his most fast paced movie, simply because you are getting so many incredible visuals, and you're getting there is constantly so much information, so many people, so many characters, so many locations, planets, items. You're getting all this information thrown at you that it almost feels faster paced than it is. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when people saw, I mean, I wasn't alive when it came out, but when people saw A New Hope for the first time, when it came out, people were saying, you know, nowadays it may be considered kind of slow, but when people it, first watched it... it is slow, I think. Yeah, man. when people first watched it, they were they thought it was kind of fast-paced because you're getting thrown all these droids, these planets, these ships, all this stuff, and that's how I felt with this film because they're dumping so much stuff on you. It's like, okay, so this is here, he's doing this, they're doing that, and we're going here. And um, it, so I never once felt bored in the movie because of that. There was always something there to grasp onto. And I was going to say, when you're talking about a, a slower-paced movie, okay, I went to saw The New Hope when I was six years old in mm-hmm. the theaters, okay? Lucky. But even as a six-year-old, it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't care how slow it was. I don't care, you know, if I understood the whole story or not. It was just fantastic, and I was hooked. So, so it goes to show that even a, a movie that is slower, slower pace, you just... If the story's good and you've done a good job telling that story, you're all in. I mean, it's yeah. just it 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 really matters the story you're telling and how you tell it. I was a big fan of like so they obviously have advanced technology. Yeah. But it doesn't it also feels like they don't. And I like the uh, the atmosphere of like they 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 fight with swords. Well, I th- You know what I'm saying? So it's like they have all they have the right. They, they have the Shields, they have that little light thing. They have robots. And I've read in the book. And they, they also have guns. I mean, well, they, yeah, but they don't really fight with it. They're they're taught to fight with swords and stuff. And I like that aspect because you don't have people getting just taken out with swords. The fighting is actual hand to hand combat. It's very good. It yeah. helps the movie right. more because a Star Wars is mainly big because of lightsabers. I mean, just to be honest, the stories are great, but lightsabers like the are lightsaber. awesome. And yeah. so people hand to hand combat works. And in this film, it's cool to have the. Shield over, even though it can be penetrated by certain things, it's still cool to watch people get. That hit. was a really cool. Co- I've it's never interesting. seen. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen any, anything quite like that. Of course, you've seen shields and stuff, but not something that you can just slip on like a body. ring or a bracelet <laughs> that just covers your body. You yeah. should have seen the original. When somebody gets hit, it's like this box appears around. Mm. Them. I was just. I like thought Tron. it was like a box. It is, or it is so yeah. bad. Tron. Yeah, it is bad. Um, but you get all this exposition. You get all this stuff, and you 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 meet. Rebecca Ferguson's character, Jessica's character. She's great. We didn't mention her. She's great in this. I mean, uh, we didn't mention her. Like, what do you mean? I mean, we didn't mention her being fantastic. Oh, she's great. I, I think I mean, she's really good in this. That's what I mean. I don't say She's actually a really good actress. She's getting um, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, she's great in it. She's playing a mom that's afraid for Paul because he has to go through a test with a box. And she is 12 years older than Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. He, she's not that <laughs> much older. He's pretty old. He's older than I thought he was. He's 26. I mean, I yeah. thought he was like 21. But she plays older well. He plays younger well. Yeah, it works. And you get this... So you're already thrown this stuff, right? And then you get this kind of a subplot type thing that ends up being the plot. But a subplot, you think, um, of this random 
witches mm-hmm. come around. The Baroness or the Bar- no, it's the Jean Jean. Benny Grant. That's not it's, right. It's but like something. the Jean Baron something. Baron does that. Whatever. But anyways, um, and they're there to test him because not many people uh, that their culture have men or have boys, and so sometimes they have the thing called a, the sight, and they can do the voice. So that comes from her. And you find out that... She's kind of witchy, right? They're, they're, they're witches, basically. and they, Space witches. Space witches. They, <laughs> That's the best kind of witches. <laughs> what they do is they kind of pair people up for so they can have power. So they paired her with Duke, Leto, or Atreides, whatever you call him, Oscar Isaacs. Um, so they have a strong family so they can have a strong daughter. They got a son. And, and so... They, and they make it known that this group kind of works behind the scenes and and influence political figures yeah. and she's the truth and they, they make things happen in the universe basically is what they do this one is like the, the truth sayer for the emperor she's the one that mm-hmm. can like, they can see things so and paul has the ability to know when you're telling the truth if you're lying he goes well, that's not true you know he has that ability and they're testing him mm-hmm. um the testing air thing is really cool that was um, a great scene um, i don't know if that's spoilery i don't know where we stop the spoilers at. Kinda. We can go let's ahead and, go and do spoilers. It. I guess. Let's do it. We kind of just encompass the first away. part of the Rip movie. The so. off. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so spoilers. No, I am the father. I see dead people. And that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. He is the one. So, yeah, you get this crazy woman looking thing. She's like, put Chan in the box. She goes, you know, and she's, she's being rude to Rebecca. To Rebecca Ferguson, Jessica, he's kind of a mouthy kid. I don't know what he's sixteen in the books. So I don't know right. what they're playing him as here. He seemed eighteen to twenty to me. <laughs> I think this, he's yeah. supposed to be sixteen. Okay, 16, well, it, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm glad they didn't say his age because yeah. I probably would have laughed. I guess it doesn't matter. But she, he's like, so you're just gonna talk to my mother, the you know the lady of the house. She, he, she's like, shut up. And he's like doing that kind of stuff yeah. and puts hand in the box and the it's it's shot almost perfect because. The less you see, the better. And he, he keeps on cutting in and out. I'm like, I want to be in the room, but he cuts out of the room when he's in pain. He cuts back in the room. It's and you see visions of things. You don't know what's going on. It's it's almost perfect. Yeah, because it's like less is more. Like I, I said. think Rebecca Ferguson and Timothy Chalamet are really good in that scene. Really, yeah. really good. Um, <laughs> he is like because you yeah. can tell Rebecca Ferguson's dealing with some stuff. She's dealing with fear. She's dealing with some pain. She's you know doesn't want this for her son, but at the same time she knows that he needs to do it. And uh, there's Timothy no, Chalamet's there's no great. need. He has to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, and I like how as soon as he walks in there, that witchy woman uses the voice on him, and he's, he's like, like "How dare on. you use the voice on me?" Yeah. So, I think that even though she knows he's. He's in pain. He's got to go through pain. At the same time, she knows that he needs to do this because there's this mythical one out there that's supposed to yeah. do things for the universe and you know unite or whatever conquer. I'm not sure exactly what he's supposed to do, but there's supposed to be this one figure that that is super powerful that's gonna be do- that's gonna just do something fantastic. And yeah. that's who they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like if he fails the test, you die. Basically, that's- he's Neo. He's new. Yeah, the Matrix might have pulled from this a little bit. But um, <laughs> if you don't do well in this, you just die. I mean, like, there's no... It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're the, doesn't matter if you're the prince or whatever they call him in this. You're just going to die. Yeah, she's he's got literally an, the prince of Atreides. She's got it. Yeah, the or prince, the prince of uh, Arrakis, Arrakis or whatever. Now, heck, yeah. whatever. Or he's the prince of the house of Atreides, at least. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly, of house of Atreides. And so he's got, she's got a needle to his throat, and she's like, if you move or scream too much, I'm just going to kill you. You know, mm-hmm. you yeah. try to pull your hand out, you're dead. You, if you pass this test, 
we'll see what goes goes on. And he is meant, like you said, he, well, he could be. Mm-hmm. Basically, not sure the they're one. still looking. And it's a thing where he should be able to tap into the site on the male and female area of it. I just read about it. Mm-hmm. And so if you can do that, you have like unlimited sight and you can basically mend the world. Right. And his goal now his his goal is to become emperor and do that. And so if they can get the one on the throne, that's kind of but, the goal here. But even at that point, the head witch, I'm going to try to say her name, yeah. she made it known and made it clear that, you know, he may not be the one. We have other prospects we're looking at. Mm-hmm. So, you know. He's not the only one that has right. sight as a man. So, And I was just going to say, you know, I'm sitting here, and as I was watching the movie, I'm comparing the old to the new, and I'm just going to throw this in every once in a while. But what was his name? Kyle McLaughlin, was that the one who played the original? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Kyle McLaughlin. The way that they portrayed him in the original movie, he was he seemed a bit older and more confident, more, you know, more with it. Was he kind of cocky? Yeah, he was. But the way they portrayed him in this one, I think it was fantastic. I think it was more in tune with what I've heard what was like the book. He's kind of a he's just this teenage kid who really doesn't want to ascend to anything. Mm-hmm. Um he's not he doesn't have much confidence and you can see that vulnerability in him and I I think that really draws you into that character. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet portrays that perfectly because you can tell he's kind of, you know, he's kind of cold and he's kind of reserved, but at the same time, he's also kind of, he's kind of meek and he's not super, super confident or arrogant. He doesn't even want to use the voice in front of his mother, for example. He, you know, he's um, a bit cocky whenever um, people start going against his mom and everything. But it's a teenager. Well, that's different. Though. He's I a mean, teenager, so yeah, he's, that's you're gonna you're gonna defend yeah. you know your family yeah. no matter what. Uh, by the way, the main witch is Benny Jesseret. Or Benet Jesseret. Benet Jesseret. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember how yeah. to say it. Anyway. Um, but yeah, and so you get that, and then you start getting this whole... Um, the her, her, I can't say their names. The bad people. Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Um, um, the Harkonnens. Harkonnens. Harkonnens, led by Dave Batista. Um, we didn't even mention him. He's kind of... Could be Actually anybody led in this. by... Well, no, I know. Stalin Skarsgård. But he's the main dude to the Baron. The Baron. Mm-hmm. Which is still in Skarsgård, who is the creepiest dude in the world. He's very good. <laughs> he's, he's awesome I in know. this role. I got to tell you, he's I fantastic. He was in it. I, was, I look over, I'm like, is that still in Skarsgård? I, I forgot he was in this, too, whenever we first started watching <laughs> Makeup's it. Makeup's pretty good. And then I thought, oh, crap, that's still in Skarsgård. He is very good and very <laughs> weird and creepy. That's yeah. funny. We were watching Jared reading over me, leaning over me, and he goes, is that who it is? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that's I was like, dang. So there's a whole plot here. So. Dune or Arrakis was the Harakinans, whatever. I'm not. I'm going to stop saying the names. But Harkonnens, Harkonnens, um, were taken away from Arrakis, and um, House of Atreides was given Arrakis. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the, the emperor, by the emperor. Hmm. And the main thing with Arrakis is it has a lot of spice, and the spice is extremely valuable, and you can make a lot of money by harvesting it. Um, downside, there's worms. We'll get to that later. But there's always a downside to a planet, right? Mm-hmm. A planet with spice. Um, and there's so the Baron basically is like, you know what? I'm not a big fan of that. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff, and that's kind of where you get the main conflict. Is actually, the heart I, th- I think it what what it is is that the emperor is jealous of House. What is it? Atreides. House Atreides is jealous of him. He kind of wants to get rid of him. Yeah. So, yeah. And so that's why he gives him this planet, and then gives the Harkonnens permission to go in and 
and do whatever they want to him. Gives him the suckaders. <laughs> whatever you say, him. His, his like the elites. The elite. Yeah. I don't know how you say their names actually. Because they even say because the Harkonnens are mad because the Emperor has given House Atreides the planet Arrakis, and that uh, polka dot man from the Suicide Squad is yes. like you yeah. know, he's like uh, what does he say something like you know. His name is what if what if it's not a gift? His name is like Piter in this. Ah, well, he's like, what name. if it's not a gift? He, he's good in this too. Yeah, he's like, what if it's not a gift? And they're like, oh, okay, so it may be, maybe something different. He did pretty good in this role. Exactly. Just, yeah, he was yeah. pretty good. Um, I, I don't always like him. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. Well, you know, you can't can't watch like Stuber or one of the other dumb. I didn't like him in the zombie movie. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, what a stinking Army of the Dead. Yeah. Know what it is? Yeah. I already forgot the movie. Um, yeah, Dave Bautista's good in this. Um, he's not in it much. He's he's, yeah. he's 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 marketed to be in it quite a bit. And he was really in not. he was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine too. So yeah, he, for not very long either. So Denis Villeneuve likes him, I guess. Yeah, likes him enough to bring him back. Um, but, um, yeah. yeah, they're good I mean, though. Yeah, they're, I mean, that's, that's I don't not think anybody's really, bad in this movie at all. No. And it's hard to say that when you. Ha- I'm not saying like, this is a stat cast and all, but like it's usually someone in the movie is like, yeah, could have been better. Not really. I mean, let me ask you guys since we're talking about um, the cast of the movie, what do you guys think of Jason Momoa? I didn't like him being a beard. <laughs> My only problem. <laughs> he was beardless. I'm not on board. <laughs> I liked him. I thought he kind of plays Jason Momoa. I mean, he kind of has. He's always he plays. It's the, almost like he's yeah, too dang fighter. charming. I, I, that's the thing. He. I liked, and I think his character. I don't know. I've never read the books, but I think his character. Good old Dune. I Duke, think Duke, Duke, uh, Duke Duncan. Duke Duncan. Duncan, Duncan, Duncan Idaho. Too many Dune. Duncan. Duncan. Duncan Idaho. I think Dumb his character name, is supposed to bring heart and kind of humanity to like pretty much a cold world that they're in. Because like everybody else, you know, everybody else is good. But I mean, Oscar Isaac, Timothy Chalamet, kind of snobby. They're, they're all just kind of like. We accept the responsibility of how of Arrakis, and yet you know they're all just pretty cold and chill and everything. And then Jason Momoa comes in, and he pretty much brings some heart and some. He's also like the best fighter ever. Not just that, but it's just Jason Momoa. He's got this magnetism. Yeah. When he gets on the screen, you're just watching. I mean, exactly. you, you don't want to turn away. He's he is. I guess you miss him. And I think just, that's why they cast good. him. Good. I mean, yeah. And it seems like every role that he's in, he is like that. It's it's nothing. I think. I don't think it's against maybe, him. Maybe bullet to the head. No, but beyond that, that, he's done some really good stuff. Where he's just—he's got that. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> telling you. I never, you, I never that. thought that was, we'd that was like one of his first movies, and <laughs> he played the bad guy. You know, I've so, seen it a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, beyond that, he, he gets all these roles that he just—he's got this positivity about oh, him yeah. that just—it's ridiculous. He just oozes and he charisma. just kind of takes over the screen when he's on it. He's kind of—I mean, Josh Brolin. In this um, is good. He's not in it much either, honestly, because so many actors it's hard to. Yeah. Um, he's good. He's the he's kind of he's the one that teaches Paul some whenever um, Duncan's not around. You know, he's kind he's the right hand man to Oscar Isaacs or Leto. I, but Duke. I think I was gonna say, and I think that the reason that we see that positivity from from Jason Momoa's character Duncan, especially when he's with Paul, is because he's the one who teaches him how to fight and teaches him how yeah. to how to you know hand in hand combat and stuff, and so. That's why they have that connection that, you know, it's like almost like brothers, you know, yeah. or uncle, you know, whatever. But yeah, uh, but whereas, you know, Josh Brolin, we don't get that same. No, he's more of a, yeah, more of a. But what I liked about that is that it definitely brought it whenever Duncan was on screen, Jason Miller, I don't care what we can call him, whatever. But Paul had a different 
aura about him. Mm-hmm. He didn't yeah. have to. He wasn't so rigid. Kind of open up more. He didn't have to be the prince or whatever. He didn't have to. You know, he was just like just a dude. He was, it felt very uncle like. You know, I don't think he actually was, but it felt very right. uncle like. He was. You know, they were all. He was pushing each other around. He's like, you got to step. He's like, have you? He's like, if feels like you gained muscle, really? No, you know, and just like <laughs> that kind of stuff was really. The banter was good. Um, you know, whenever Duncan goes into his final battle, basically, which Paul had already seen um, happening, Paul really was upset. You know, like I don't think he would have been as upset with other people. Now he's upset his dad. You know, everything. Right. But it just it was a good, really good relationship for a young kid, or you know, a teenager that has so much he has to do. It's nice to see that he gets unwind a bit. And when he was before yeah, he takes on, like his. you're saying, when he was with Duncan, uh, you got to see that playful side, that teenager. He's not allowed to be a kid, yeah, really. No, so. you get you get to see that come out just a little bit. It's not fully, but you get to see, you know, he is just a kid, and yeah. and getting to play around just a little bit, you know, roughhousing, and but then then all of a sudden you get he's got to be stern, he's got to be adult like, he's got to yeah. be, you know, what what they want him to be. Since we brought up Momo, let's bring up Chalamet now. Um, we might just do it this way. I don't know because so many people, but let's talk about not even let's talk about his character. Chum, um, Timothy Chalamet is a great actor, but let's talk about mm-hmm. Paul for a second. How strong he really is. Um, not with the voice, but just with his intuition of he can see everything around him almost mm-hmm. happening. And whenever he is, he they're on Arrakis now. They've at this point, and they have accepted it. I want to rap. He really, I don't even think he really won it that bad. He was just thinking like, oh, I can't say no to the emperor, you know, mm-hmm. he Duke let let Atreides, whatever you call him. He knows it's not a good thing for house of Atreides. Right. Go, you can tell on Oscar's face. He's like, I mean, we have to say yes, but he's like behind the scenes. He goes, I mean, I had to say yes, basically, but he, his son is a, trying to be assassinated. And he like straight up just feels it. I mean, like it's like a little bitty pug. Mm-hmm. He just like feels it, catches. I mean, he goes away from the catch and kills it. I'm like, this kid is no, no, no joke, yeah, man. He knows what I mean, he's doing. it sets up yeah. a good thing for his arc. And I th- think if he didn't have that inner power thing with that, we really, dead. that we really didn't get to <laughs> that we didn't get to explore as much as we probably will in the second. Really looking forward to the second movie because of that. Man, I'm hoping it's um, good. <laughs> but now yeah, if he didn't have that, that kid would be gone. Yeah. yeah they they would assassinate it. Yeah, and it's just good. And then w- one thing I do agree, and this might be the fast, most fast-paced movie of his. Um, but the first hour, I don't think, by no means, do I think this is. I think it's a slow movie. But when I say slow, it's didn't it's not a, slow. It's not you know a what I mean? Negative thing. It's right not a negative way. thing technically. It can be a negative thing to me. It's not. But the first hour is slower to me than I would say. The second part of this is when they get attacked. I would say is probably your second act. Your first act is most exposition. I would say probably after the first scene with the worm, when they're trying to get the the miners off the yeah. Well, it, the, yeah. I would say probably after yeah. there, when it like really kicks in pretty much. Yeah. Well, and like, then, you know that whole first part of the movie. Really, all they're doing is introducing us to the characters, which is great. I love it. So you know that's 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 all yeah, that was. Yeah, showing us and this then, world. And, and then the movie kind of takes off from there. And I think it needed that though, because you you wanted to get behind these characters enough that. You know, you're ready for the you're ready for the ride that that's coming, and I think the way he told the story, I think it was perfect. Even with the first part being a little slower, it seemed like mm-hmm. it needed that so that we understood more about this world, since it's a lot to a lot of people, it's a new world. So we knew about this world, about these characters, and about what they're going through. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so <clears throat> you get to see all this stuff, and obviously they're not left with a lot to harvest stuff with. A lot of things are malfunctioning. Um, there's about to be people taken um, by this worm, and they let them onto the ship. They have little dragonfly-looking ships, and they. I thought those were cool. They cool are design. cool. They are from Black Panther, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Black Panther. But I'm from, from that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they look like this dragonfly. I think it's Black Panther. Um, but you get that, and then you know those people on that thing turn out to be not so good people that have now infiltrated House of Trades. But um, or I guess Arrakis. I don't really know those because some of those people are actually not good. That malfunctioned on purpose, obviously. To set up the next act, which is right after, this is when it kind of picks up. You know, mm-hmm. does a good thing. It's slow. It picks up and then slows down. It picks up at the end, right? It's, he does a good up and down thing in this movie mm-hmm. where they are attacked. Oscar Isaac is assassinated by the one and only doctor that no one cared about the whole time. Yeah, he's taken um, down. I've heard one of the one of the really only complaints about this I've heard from from like diehard fans of the book is that um, they kind of. They kind of did away with Doctor Ua that he has like he's a lot more prominent and you don't really understand him in this movie. He's just kind of there and then all. Of Man, a sudden, it would have been tough though, so to really go into. Yeah, him. I I understand that, and to me, I was okay with it because you do understand his motivations. You understand that uh, the Baron Stellan Skarsgård, the main baddie Harkonnen, he uh, has Doctor Ua's wife, and he wants his wife set free. So he is willing to capture Oscar Isaac and pretty much give him his bait. And that's when Oscar yeah. Isaac gets killed. But before he gives him the tooth bomb. Thing. Yeah. He like, so he like poisons him with something. And then he's like, Just I'm, puts him to he's sleep, like, I guess, I'm really yeah. taking, well, he paralyzes him. He can't move. He's like, right. Except for, I guess his mouth because he moves that. He's like, I'm going to give you this thing. You crush it. If you blow it out, you will die. But you also take the Baron with you. So he's playing both sides. Mm-hmm. Kind of, so it was, I don't it was really, a cool scene. I do want to say though, I I completely understand um, the Baron at that point because who doesn't want Oscar Isaac naked at their dinner table? Yeah, yeah, I don't. Who's super who's naked? Not, who's not, not, who's not on board with that? I, I, no, can I get an I'm amen? Not, I'm not on board with that. That's not cool. <laughs> um, I was gonna say there was a theory out there that I don't know if it'll come true, you know, show to be true or not, but there's some people saying that they thought that that spider-looking person was his wife that he turned her into that. Huh. It's just a theory. Whose wife? Doctor doctors. Oh, and but that, like I said, that's just a theory. Yeah, by hated some of that the people. part. What was that about? I mean, Danita just likes spiders. I guess yeah. look, look at enemy. Um, I mean, so like, <laughs> he just likes things, but I hate spiders. So man. that's just something to maybe look out for in the future. Yeah, I don't, maybe yeah. I don't know though. Yeah, I mean, they acted in this like she was dead, but that spider didn't die really. Yeah, on, he on was screen, like, so. oh yeah, I made I made an agreement with you. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just kidding. I'm but gonna kill you. <laughs> the house is being. House of Atreides, I guess, the, wherever they're staying, the castle, is being taken over by... They've got Harkonnens, and they've got... The other word. The, the, the elite. The elite. The Emperor's elite. Bad blokes. That's who they and, are. But, you know, it's a cool little battle. They got you know, Josh Bowen's like, we fight forever! You know, he does the whole uh, Braveheart thing. Wakanda um, forever. Yeah, Wanda, Wakanda forever. I think I would have liked thing. to have seen a little more hand-to-hand. A uh, little more... In that part? Yeah, a little bit more... Not necessarily... Just a little more of the fighting. I wish it had mm-hmm. lasted longer. Yeah, it was definitely more focused on Paul. Yeah, because there's not Jessica. a lot of action in this film, which I've heard people say this film has more action than the books do, because the books have like maybe four sentences mm. of action sequences. It's heavy dialogue, yeah. And yeah, in this movie, uh, whenever the action shows up, I feel like it is done very, very well. It is. Yeah, you go back I just and wish it had been longer. I, agree. I understand. Yeah, that, yeah, there are like basically just all of House of Trades being slaughtered because they don't, none of them are good fighters, I guess. Um, Besides Josh Brolin. Duncan has come <laughs> back from being with the Freeman, or the Freeman, or 
the people, the sand people of Arrakis mm-hmm. um, that live around. He had been there for two weeks. Like, oh, I like the Freeman. They're cool people. There's a bunch of them. Turns out we they thought the Baron thought there was two hundred thousand. Trump, there's two to five, two to three million. Mm-hmm. So what? He's like, if we can make an alliance with them, this planet, it'll be, we'll be fine. We're we golden, can, yeah. Because we can, if we can ally, have alliance with them. We can have them on our side. We could probably fight the Harkonnen if we need to. Mm-hmm. Well, too bad the Harkonnen are here. Because um, they just didn't have time. No. And yeah. It just was an emperor inside job thing. I mean, they and had I like everything. That, I like that scene with um, with Javier Bardem, who's basically like the basically like one of the main Fremens, um, or Fremens, however you say it. Um, and he, he kind of shows up, and he's like, you know, he's like, I don't care if you guys are here. He's like, just don't take our... Just don't take our stuff, pretty much. He's like, don't don't overtake the planet. He's like, you can mine spice, whatever you want to do, just don't overtake us. And then leave. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then get out of here. He spits, and I love Jason Momoa's line, we accept the gift of your body's moisture. <laughs> yes. Um, the suits in this were kind of cool. They're like, you Very know, cool. um, it hints to that, the fact that he might be the one because he can like strap it his boot himself. Um, because <laughs> yeah. well, they're like, how did you know how to do that? Like, have, they're like, have you been on a racket? He goes, it just felt right. The suits are cool because... Every about nine nine percent of the sweat and stuff, it's kind of gross, but it comes back to water where you can drink it. So you're pretty okay in the sand because mm-hmm. you'll yeah. die if not. Um, they explain that pretty well, and you're like, oh, okay. It's, it's, you know, it's probably it's good. Sweat and tears, that. baby. Sweat and tears. <laughs> Just cry a bunch. You're going to be okay. <laughs> you're going to sweat a lot. It's a dang desert planet. Um, but no, you get the armies colliding. You don't get a lot because they don't, I don't think that's their point. I kind of wish they were more like you said, but I'm not sure that's the point. It's not, but I would have liked to I'd see I'd like it. more. Um, but you get then you get Josh Brolin leading the thing like Braveheart. Um, <laughs> didn't say the whole freedom. freedom thing. but And it cuts away, and that's all you give Josh Brolin the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. You don't see him again. I don't think he's dead. I think they would have showed like that. that. I'm, I imagine he's probably captured. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get the whole Paul and... Uh, Rebecca, Rebecca Fergus and Paul and Jessica are Lady running. Jessica. Duncan is like just mowing through these. I mean, even the <laughs> yeah, even is. the elite ones. He's yeah. like he takes a dragonfly and just leaves. Oh, let's get one point while he's fighting. He just he kills a bunch of them. And all of a sudden, he's walking toward the others yeah. and they back off. I thought that was you're strange good, dude. Scene. You go. Did you else think that was kind of a strange scene? I understand that you don't want to fight the man that just killed ten people, but I, <laughs> you, it's like they just kind of like back to him and have the dragonfly. I was like, I mean, I guess I thought it was strange, but. I, I, I get. I mean, it happens. It happens, way. but stormtroopers have ran off before. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> These guys are better stormtroopers. They at least kill shots. people. Yeah. These are better stormtroopers. They at least That's kill. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but you get one. It's not. I don't know. It's hard to say one of my favorite scenes. But I really like the helicopter dragonfly scene, whatever they're called, in this with Jessica and Paul. And they get to use the force. Yeah. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is a very interesting scene to me because it's the most you see of the voice. Yeah. You also get to see how the voice is almost. Scary. It's, is that just it's me? Overpowering. It's overpowering. It, it almost it's kind of powerful. frightened me. It's almost demonic. Yeah. In its, it's, in its sound. I thought it was such a cool. It's such a cool idea, though. It is. It is absolutely. And it's almost impossible to beat them if you're good at it, because mm-hmm. unless you can't talk. But these people don't understand the voice, right? And they've got they've got Jessica gagged. I think that's maybe they do understand she can do it. I don't know. But they do have her gagged. Paul is not, and he's over here trying to save his mom because they're talking mm-hmm. about killing her. Throwing her out because they don't they don't want her they want Paul yeah she and she's like signing to him the fat one's deaf dude that signing thing was cool the sign it wasn't I don't know it was there I don't think signing, it was real sign language but it was no, cool they just kept talking to each other and I was like I like I like I like, I like subtitles stuff I like, like that, that. I'm like yeah. oh this is so cool mm-hmm. I can see them sub um, but he tries the voice does not work um, because he doesn't have the right pitch gets hit for it yeah. he gets hit for it and then he finally kind of gets it working 
makes it to where she can be on gag and she just freaking tears him up. And you man. can tell she's been doing it for years because she's like he kind of struggles. He kind of struggles with it, and then the second her gag is removed, she's like, "Kill him!" Yeah, I guarantee they know Do who it. she is. They know what she is, and that's why they yeah. gagged her. Just, yeah. And then after that, I'm sure happens, the Baron told them to gag I'm with her. you. I think that's a great scene on the ship there. Um, you pretty much get like 30 minutes of them running through the desert after that. Yeah. Um, which is good. I'm not saying, you know, I, I don't I don't really think, this movie's two hours and 35 minutes. I don't really think much of anything needs to be cut from this film. No. Uh, so I feel like all of it's necessary. But yeah, they just kind of explore through the desert, right? I mean, they get trapped underneath um, the sand at one point um, trying to... Well, that tent thing, though, was pretty yeah, cool. Was yeah, cool. yeah, that was a pretty tent cool tent. Cool. And they're trying to like, you know, harvest their... Uh, there's that Sweat. One yeah, they're, they're trying to harvest their fluids and everything so they can, you know, uh, hydrate themselves. And there's one point he's like, I have a little bit of water left. And she takes a drink and he goes, sweat and tears. And he says it with like a deadpan mm-hmm. face. I was like, is that supposed to be funny? I thought it was kind of mm-hmm. funny. But and I, I think that scene's important also because it's kind of where he realizes, you know, he's the man now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of where he said well, he knows his dad's it's, dad. Yeah, it's kind of where he just mm-hmm. he he it's it's his what it's that it's that you. turning point almost where he's where he's like okay now I've got to take care yeah, of yeah and mom. he kind of freaks out he kind of yeah. like flips out on her for a second yeah and and then, then it's kind of like okay this is it's on me now mm-hmm. and now we've got to go figure out what we're going to do about this yeah you're right he kind of has that realization where he says you know what I'm the Duke now mm-hmm. I have to do this and I think, I'm the Captain now I think when he when he when he found his dad's ring. Mm-hmm. That just kind of solidified the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. It was a good moment. And you get Duncan to... One person we haven't talked about was the ecologist that's like um, this woman that's kind of on both sides. You know, she's supposed to be for the Baron, yeah, but she's really she's kind, kind of, of important both. to the story, but she's kind of not. She helps at this point if I'm bringing her up. Mm-hmm. Um, she's already been introduced. She helps them get through She gives um, them their still well, We ought to say that even though she's playing both sides, kind of, she is supposed to be neutral. Yeah, like, and I think she she's is. not supposed to be on either side. She's definitely but not she, neutral. But then she makes she makes a choice. <laughs> she's definitely not neutral. But then she makes a choice to help them. That, that's yeah, the non that, neutral yeah. part. But uh, to that point, she's supposed to be neutral. Yeah. So Duke, not Duke, Duncan is like <laughs> super mad. He goes over to her, like, "What's going on? Like, mm-hmm. my people are dead. Right. That's not what's supposed to happen." And she goes, "Okay." So they go <laughs> find Paul and, and and Jessica, and they take them to this underground thing. She goes, "Like, Arrakis could have been." great place of water and wealth and it could have been like a utopia but they decided the yeah, spice was too important because they built these big turbines yeah. to, to really make things work and this is when paul's vision comes true they find him and duncan's like you know what i guess i'm gonna take him he almost i mean he almost kills them all he almost kills every single one of them oh the Furman. yeah or? no the harkins the harkins, harkins. Co- harkins coming after they found him, him at the oh, turbine yeah, that's right. yeah yeah and they get away right um but it's a great scene. I mean, you go back and forth. Of, he basically saved their lives completely because Paul can fight, but he's not going to be able to no, not like fight these not elites like Duncan yet. Can fight. He can't fight like Duncan. He no. has he has a vision that he will eventually be an he's elite still fighter. still kind of that scrawny kid right now. He has a vision that he will be an elite fighter one day and mm-hmm. will lead the masses of Arrakis against the Harkonnens. But that, that looks far in the future, <laughs> or at least the next movie, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but he's going to have to learn a lot. You know, and he has another vision. He's gonna have to learn a lot from certain people in the Freeman or whatever. And so, it's a good scene. And then he he's lost everybody except for his mother at this point. Everyone in his mind, I and mean, we don't know about Berlin. I don't know if he really cares about him that much. But everyone in his mind is gone except for his mom. And his only import, his only thing he's got going right now is I gotta get my mom to the Freeman. I got because he's had a vision of the people he needs to find. Mm-hmm. Zendaya is one of them, obviously. He had Fifteen visions of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he had a vision of one saying that this is the guy I need to follow. He will teach me things. Okay, 
Um, and they walk through the desert. It's funny we talk about it. the walk through the desert. Maybe is a part they can cut a little bit. I'm not saying you have to, but I went to the, yeah. my son was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I was like, come on, it's dude. <laughs> so I had to take him to the bathroom real quick. Let's go. I get back, and dad's like, hey, they were just walking. I'm like, okay, thank goodness. <laughs> All they did it's was the walk. Perfect time to, it's a perfect time to miss four, four minutes. It was yeah. when they're starting to walk because yeah. they don't do anything but walk, turns out. So it's a good time to miss. Um, not a bad thing, but I was like, I'm, it was a good timing for me. I was like, nothing happened, but. You know, they just walk. He's like thinking about his visions about where to go. Yeah. And that's where he goes, where I'll, he sees Zendaya, right? It's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. I will say, uh, I almost, it, it didn't get there. I was almost getting sick of the visions. But every time, every I will I will admire Denis Villeneuve because every time they portrayed a it vision. stuck with it, man. It, every time they portrayed a vision, it was something slightly different. First, it was just her. First, he just sees her. And then he sees like, then like it's them kissing. Then it's like her stabbing him. And he's getting all these horrific visions and he doesn't know what they mean or what they're related to or anything. Um, so I like how you are seeing different things. It's not just like her epically walking while, you know, a wind machine is blowing on her hair. That does happen, but that's not what <laughs> it, does, it is. She does that's turn not, around a lot. That's not what it is every time. So I did appreciate, otherwise I would have been like, why are we seeing this again? But, but I, you know what I also like about the visions though, is it, uh, it seems like they're still up in the air. Some of them did come true. Mm-hmm. During the movie, but a lot of it is still up in the air. We really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, he he thinks he's going. There's like a big metaphor of his own death in this movie. He sees his death quite a bit, mm-hmm. and we think he might die. He might have to die in order to you know like be reborn. It's kind of what they're acting like, um, which wouldn't make any sense. But it's kind of what the, his vision is saying. Like he's, he's got to go and do something. Yeah, he's like I saw my own death. He's like I see my own death, and I know what that feels like now. Maybe I can become a man, or I have to do this. St- I have man. to. I have to do it. You know and uh, they get to where Zendaya was. And he's like, "Well, well, yeah." He can sense him, you know. Um, he, he he tells Jessica to stop. He's like above and beyond her with his intuition already. She's got it, but he's like, he can he senses like everything. Yeah, you can tell she's smart, but he's like special. He's I mean, special, special. He's he's better, and she knows it. It freaks her out because even in the tent, he goes. I, he she says something. He goes, "Yeah, oh, you know." She goes, "How could you?" I mean, oh, she go. He goes. I know you're pregnant. She goes. Oh yeah. How, mm-hmm. That how was earlier in the movie when yeah. she gets like a realization yeah. of how how into it he is. Is that a word? Into it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she's he's like and he's like and she will be this. And he goes. I've only been. She goes, I've only known for eight weeks. He goes. Well, I've I've known for a while. I'm like. Yeah. So you know this dude has got something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's he's got the power. Um, but then this is when it picks back up. It's a, I thought this movie was going to end before this happened. I'm going to be so mad. But um, the Freeman come out, you know, and they're like, ah. What's up? You know, they had this That's weird. That's exactly what they said. They yeah. have a weird standoff, right? There's two of them against like however many that you can't see after Like eight them. or ten, probably. And Zendaya is obviously gonna be one of them. But uh, and they like go. She's like, he's like, we'll take Paul. We don't need the woman, you know, because they don't need him. And she's like, he's like, he's young. She's old. She can't learn our ways. Kill her. And they're like, let's fight, you know. And I mean, they Pretty just mow they're, through they're, them, dude. Yeah. The, She's a bad egg. No, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she held her own against them and Paul kind of runs. <laughs> took them apart. I mean, they they uh, you know, she what's his name Javier Javier Bardem, right? She basically beat him, took him, had a knife to his throat. I think Paul was going for high ground. He did. Yeah. He was like, I got a gun. He's going for high ground. <laughs> He's ready to take people out. But she had him with a knife point. She had knife at his throat. She had taken him out, and that was it. She was she proved, hey, you want to kill me? Bring it. Yeah, and then pretty much they come to this agreement like if you, it, for us to be able to to continue together and to have our respect for each other and stuff, it's basically 
it is our goal. We have to fight. You know, one of us has to. One of us has to be killed, pretty much. That's well, it doesn't actually not technically. Javier Bardem is cool with both of them. He says, "Let the woman go. She has proven her willingness to fight. She can. She'd probably be okay." It's that but other guy. It's the other guy. He says, "That's not okay." Who pops yeah. up and goes, "No, I'm not okay with that, Javier. You shut your face." But the, well, this he is, challenges him. This yeah. this yeah. is when one of the this is the vision thing. It's very interesting. He has a vision that says, "This is the man." That you have to learn from, but that's the man that he wants to kill him. Mm-hmm. So he has to go on a one v one, winner take all death. You know, it's like, and one of them's gonna have to die. And right. so if he kills him, that vision of possibly him becoming what he needs to be might not come true because he's that's the guy he needs to follow. Interesting tidbits. I don't understand that. Like maybe that was we'll see in the next I was, movie. I was gonna I was gonna say something about this because this is this is how I saw it. He has this vision of meeting this person, and had things gone correctly, had things gone the way that he had hoped, he would have followed this guy, and he would have taught him. You think his visions have something? But his visions, I think it shows that just because he has these visions, it doesn't mean that it's set in stone. I think it means that you can change that future. And I think that's what happened in this scene. I think this that's man what, was yeah, I think I that's what it, we saw. I took it the same way, David. Yeah, um, because it that, that's true. I mean, the, the guy just challenges him, and Paul Paul obviously is hesitant. He doesn't want to go through with it. He right. you know, but then he realizes <laughs> he has to. I do like Zendaya in this thing. He's a, she, he's like he's a strong fighter. You'll die. He, she, you'll she, die. Yeah. She's trying to help him in the most like but condescending way possible. They do make Zendaya a big part of the end. She gives him the dang dagger he needs. Mm-hmm. There's a dagger in the beginning. The movie starts with this freaking dagger, dagger. Ten times already. Yeah. Yeah. He has a vision. A person will give you a dagger, and that's a person that will make you powerful. And the dagger means something to them, to the yeah. Freeman. And he, she gives him the dagger, and he like looks at her, kind of like, of course, he, he like loves her. He's flirting yeah. with her, and she goes, well, he goes, oh, nothing. Give, give <laughs> yeah. her a kiss me eyes. Yeah, but basically. Give him the okay. dagger. When doesn't he? <laughs> but I think as far as the vision goes, I think the visions are more of a, a roadmap to take mm-hmm. but he can always change the future and that's i think Which that's what super that one, powerful and I, think, I think i think that's what that one scene showed i think you're right like with the ending i think it shows that he sometimes he can take the necessary steps to change the future sometimes he can't like for example he didn't save duncan right or i mean you he know and he, and he didn't get to and he had to go on this mm-hmm. yeah he had to go here he anyway want to. but i did like that final scene where paul <laughs> is hesitant to fight and you can also tell he's hesitant to kill as well yeah. because he's never, he, he's never he keeps trying he keeps saying you know do you yield just yield already he doesn't want to kill this guy mm-hmm. and then you hear lady jessica say paul's never killed anyone i think part of the, the I'm, couple, good, no, i was just gonna say a couple minutes later yeah. <laughs> i think guy. part of it is that she's i think part of it is he's never killed him but also part of it his vision saying he's supposed to follow this guy why should I kill him? Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah. I shouldn't be killing him. And his visions are kind of saying, but he, he had to. If you take a life, it's kind of like taking your own. It's like his visions are telling him, "Don't Almost, kill." Yeah. And then, you know, he kills him. They walk off it ends. Yeah, and <laughs> what's interesting about it though is this shows Paul has a lot of upside. Um, not just as a leader, but as a fighter. This dude is a fighter. I mean, he is one of their best fighters. Mm-hmm. But Paul, which we haven't got to see, but Paul like just schools him. I mean, he get, he gets hit a couple of times. He's He's yeah. he's holding back because he wants him to yield, like you said, but he he just tears him up and he kills him. And but the Freeman are like, well, he died. You're <laughs> one of us now. Yeah. And I was like, that's freaking hardcore, man. I was like, because if that would have been Duncan, it's a, it's a they tough clearly li- didn't care about it's this. It's a guy. tough life they live. I guess dang worms. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they show him riding worms. Oh, that's cool. It's like it's just like SpongeBob. I mean, did yeah, you not I, get that? Did you get that SpongeBob vibe? I think I think in the book, <laughs> just they, like it. From what I understand, 
that they they mastered that yeah, the, the the freemen or whatever they're called. It's I like think it's the Furman, but it's spelled like yeah, Freeman. It's spelled Freeman. I think yeah. they've mastered the art of of riding these worms and 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 making them do their will. That's pretty cool. I, I thought the end was going to happen before that fight. I was so mad. I was like, because this movie, I knew the runtime, and I was like, I looked at my watch. I'm like, the runtime's about up. Movie, <laughs> I want to see this fight because I want to see if Paul is tested or if he gets out of it. Paul is tested. He passes the test, but also fails the test. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. He passes the Freeman test, but he passes like the he fails the vision test, which we'll see what happens. You know, his eyesight's not twenty twenty. Well, he fails the vision. I I'm feel just, like the I'm failure is yeah, no, the failure is him killing. I don't think he's supposed to, and so we'll see if that has implications in the next I movie. Just, I just really think it's just you know, you it's just a matter of you can change the future. You don't mm-hmm. have to. But now to, he has a chance to fail. And I and I did enjoy I did enjoy the ending because of course it feels it feels incomplete. Um, it feels in like a way, but he it, uh, but they do go to like their base and it kind of ends at their base, so you know they're about to start. something. Yeah, but I mean, you, you know, know, you know, there's not there's not there's a no, satisfying resolution. There's definitely no I ribbon. I didn't have a problem with this ending at all. No, I didn't either. I'm just saying the only thing is it just feels incomplete. It feels yeah. like Halloween kills. There's no. <laughs> there's no real well, payoff. That, it just that it was, just ends, and know. then you know there's going to be another just, movie. We'll I, talk about Halloween Kills later. I think that I I actually enjoyed how they ended it because I did too. I did. because it looked for it. It kind of showed that you know there's a future that's coming. There's something that's coming that there's hope. that's going to yeah, be bigger, and really, we're going to have to see that. There is a yeah. new. Hope. It made me really <laughs> excited. Honestly, it reminded me the, of the ending of The Force Awakens when Ray extends the lightsaber to him, and it makes it just makes. It makes the next Boy, movie. Boy, this one. I, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just saying, it makes the it makes the ending. Oh, it better be. <laughs> it makes the ending open to so many possibilities for the next film, and yeah. just the excitement of the next film alone uh, made me really enjoy the ending. Really I'm so. excited to see what he does with these powers and how how he develops them, Here's how they develop them. I really hope the second movie is good. This movie is like really good. You know, we're gonna have two years removed from mm-hmm. it, and I'm hoping that I think it will be good. But you know, sometimes sequelitis, man. I understand. Uh, but if he's doing the book. Like he is. I mean, I suppose the second half of the book is actually like better. That's what he said. <laughs> That's what I've been. Mean, he- I've heard the second half of the book is actually better than the first he's just, half. He's just following the book from what he said. So. Um, but yeah, we we went through this pretty good. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There, we could talk about- plenty more, but I think that's plenty for me. We've, unless, we've done a lot. Yeah, I don't have much else to say. Other than oh, we didn't talk. About, one of the thing is Oscar Isaac's character does try to kill the Baron. He, and he kills everyone in the room, but the Baron, like, spider crawls up in the very... It's creepy. That's a creepy scene. And creepy, then, yeah. he's, then he, Baron does not die. He's in sludge to recuperate. I don't know mm-hmm. how that works, but, but it's fine. He's a sludgy. He's in some um, black so tar he will, healing. He'll be back. Um, and I think that's going to be a big deal. Um, we should see the Emperor next. And so. I like the fact they did not show the Emperor. Uh, you know, yeah. he's alluded to multiple times, and you're thinking, what the heck could this person possibly be? And I'm curious. You don't, see you don't do get them. to see him, so <laughs> I'm cool with that. It's, it's, um, I think it's all you way. need is the Baron because he's a big, creepy dude. <laughs> a big, he, yeah, he's a big dude. A big old fella. He doesn't. He doesn't walk. He just floats. Floats because yep. he can't walk. Terrifying. Um, but yeah, so that would be what we think of it. Um, that's Dune, man. Pretty, uh, whatever. Um, this is whenever we talk about what grade we're gonna give it A to Z. So Matt usually goes first. What we got? Thank you. Matt. Uh, Matt's gonna give it an F. I can. When feel I it. when I walked out of this movie, I. Uh, when I watched out of this from the theater, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I thought, you know what? I was like, it didn't really, really s- connect with me, but I still enjoyed it. I had a good time. Uh, and then I went home the next day and I turned on subtitles and I watched it again on HBO Max because I wanted to read. I wanted to fully embrace myself in this world. And I left the theater thinking, 
this is a B plus, A minus movie, and I rewatch it, and I'm like, it's an A, man. I'm giving it an A. I don't think it's flawless, but it's a fantastic, incredible, gorgeous looking film, and it deserves an A from me. <sighs> you don't give out A's very easily. No, I did. I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I mean, like I said, I saw the first one. I was on for the ride from the very beginning. Uh, I love what he did with the with the source material. I love how he shot this thing. It was, oh, it was really good. But it's hard for me to give it an A. I so would, you're going to give it an A plus. I yeah. would give it a B plus though. Um, B plus is where I stand. Okay, for now. The only A you've given is Tenant. Right. Yep. That's hmm. strange. <clears throat> anyway, I'm just. I haven't given any either. We've talked about some good movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we don't get a lot of A type movies. Some bad ones too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I walked out of the movie about the same boat. I wasn't sure. Like, I liked it a lot. I've watched some of it since. I've watched. I kind of piece things out a lot. You, if you've listened to this podcast, you know. Yeah, I piece. you're bad at that. <laughs> well, I don't have a lot. I don't have just two and a half hours. A lot of times, I have. I have like thirty minutes here and there. So I like <laughs> sit down and watch thirty minutes of this. And I did that. I watched the first thirty. You know, um, watched another ten. You know, just to, I actually skipped a little bit to parts that I wanted to watch again for this podcast for my favorite scenes. <laughs> Anyways, um, and then I, re- I started reading the book a little bit. Uh, but overall, this movie is. It's top tier. I'm not sure I've seen a movie that's much better than it this year. Um, I gave A Quiet Place 2 an A, I believe. But this, for me, is an A. I'm not sure it's A+. Plus. A+. Plus, it's hard. That's, I'm not sure it's ever... It would be. It would have to be like... I don't know what I would give an A+. Plus. And this one might turn into one. I might, I'm going to watch it multiple times. Oh, yeah. Um, But A+, plus is going to be tough. I don't think I've ever given one um, on the podcast. I don't think I give many ten out of tens on IMDb. Even maybe The Dark Knight, I might have given a ten. That might, yeah. that's an A plus movie, but we're not. But they came out way too early, you know. I mean, so we'll see what happens. But this is the closest to A plus I've, I've given. This is better. To, this is a higher A than Quiet Place Two, but I can't give it. A, I can't give it an A plus. <laughs> that's some mental block I got, but I maybe understand. it might turn and into one. These grades is not like the end all be all. It's just mm. like an overall. It's just like a stamp to show our overall thoughts and feelings about the movie. Because, yeah. I mean, honestly, looking back, it's like some movies that I've given subgrades to, you know, I like more than others that I've given lesser grades or higher grades or whatever. I mean, it, you know, and for it's me, just kind of like how you're feeling about the film. The for time. me, I tend to grade low anyway. Yeah. yeah. Depending on what all, it, I do. Just, just about every movie. So. We're all pretty stingy. So, we, we do. We are. So, yeah, I yeah we're douchebags. So. We don't give out A's that much. <laughs> no, I mean. Or, or B's really for that much. No, we sit and see a lot. A lot of C's. <laughs> yeah, a lot of C films. Occasional um, D. We have a good chance of having some A's and B's in the Marvel universe coming up. Hopefully, I don't know about Eternals, but hoping Spider Man's good. Um, but anyways, yeah, I guess A, A, and B plus. So what's that? A minus all together. Is that what that kind of sure, turns be? Sure. As, as a podcast, whatever. As but a whole. Anyways, that's high praise. Um, so go watch it in theaters if you can, in IMAX if you can. I've heard it's great in IMAX, but if you can't and you have the ability to have a 4K uh, TV. Go watch HBO Max in 4K. It does pretty well if you have a good setup. Mm-hmm. It'll be good no matter what. Go watch it. Don't get bored because it's not that boring, actually, if you really care about the universe. Really so, get into it, yeah. You know. 
But yeah, that is what indulge. we think. Yeah, indulge yourself. In the spice. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we think of Dune on the whole. Um, on the whole, Preparation H feels good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Made me think weird. of Austin. That was weird. Wow. <laughs> Made me think of Austin Powers. Yeah. Yes, Preparation H it does feel good. good on the whole. <laughs> that was a weird way to say that. I thought it was weird, too. <laughs> I just meant like, you know, that's yeah. what we think of I know. all together anyway. But And then it made me think of Austin Powers. Anyway, not important. But that's what we think. Um, what do you, the listeners, think of Dune? Uh, what are your thoughts, feelings, and opinions? Please reach out to us and let us know what you guys think. We are available uh, to hit up on Facebook. We are at Movie Matrix Podcast. Or we are on Twitter at Movie Matrix Pod. Hit us up and let us know what you guys thought about this episode or any episode for that matter. But until next time, signing off for Matt Jordan and David. We'll see you guys then. Peace. Thank you.